um, yeah, I love that you're helping your friend out. I love that you're involved in your ministry. But if you're doing it for the wrong reason, uh, you're, you're going to lose your soul, which is the only thing that matters. At the end of the day, yeah, I want to take as many people as I can to heaven. But at the end of the day, if I don't get myself to heaven, what did I do? Hey, I'm Amani. And this is Elijah. And this is the Deeper Waters Podcast by Pascalis Bros. Diving right into the waters right here. <laughs> so essentially, we are here to give some sort of Gen Z Bible study, you could say, where we are here as Gen Zers, and we are here to come to you and bring God's word. We are Gen Zers. We were, we're, we're told off that we're stupid, and we might just be validating <laughs> that point right now. But anyways, going into what we were looking at earlier, we're just trying to follow that same call to be fishers of people or what we believe disciples. Simply, you could call us Piscatas Rose. What does Piscata mean? If you actually look at it, Piscato is the Spanish word for fish. And we wanted to create a name for being disciple makers, being fishers of men, and fishy dudes did not sound good. <laughs> There's a difference between fishing as a lifestyle and fishing as a hobby. And when you're living to be a disciple maker, you're pushing yourself, but when you push yourself so much, sometimes you'll you'll eventually get to that state where you, where you just start doing it. Because what, what what would really happen if we if we were wrong? Nothing. But if we were wrong in the other way, man, what 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 would that life be like? 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 Welcome back, guys. We're so happy to be back here. And as you know, it's a Versus Series episode, so we have a special guest for you. We have Brother Tito with us today. Brother Tito, introduce yourself to the group. What's up, guys? Uh, my name is uh, Brother Tito. I attend the Pentecostals of Dayton, uh, in Dayton. Uh, it's uh, pastored by under Pastor uh, Wiley Reinhardt, the man of God. I truly love with my whole heart. It's been a blessings to me. Uh, uh, him and his family, I just adore them. I, I just give him honor them today. But also, I want to give I want to give honor to you guys. You guys are doing such a great job with this. Uh, I know you guys. I know we're gonna talk about edifying, and that's what basically you guys are doing. This chat, uh, this uh, podcast that you guys got going on is helping. Uh, um, I know it's helping somebody. I know it's touching somebody. I know. I've watched, uh, I've listened to an episode that really uh, touched me and, and helped me. So uh, shout out to you guys. And uh, um, I can't wait to see what God has in store for today. I'm excited to talk to you guys and talk about God. Awesome. Thank you so much for those kind words. And uh, just one more question for you. Um, so they kind of know, what ministries are you involved in at your local church? Uh, currently, uh, I'm in... Uh, in the music department, uh, I also I'm a youth, uh, one of the youth leaders in our church. I get to teach a couple of services to our wonderful youth uh, that we have going on. Uh, I just started now get involved in, in kids ministry, which I really love too. I'm starting to really love. So uh, I believe that God God is doing great things in here at POD, and uh, yeah, that's all that's all uh, I'm involved in. He's being a little humble too, because I know he do. Uh, I go, if y'all not aware, I go to this church while I'm at college, and um, yeah. it's great to be alongside of him. But he also does uh, the the 
African community. Um, him and brother Sam. Oh, I forgot about that. He does. So he actually speaks three languages. I'm a wow. bragging on him a little bit. He speaks sure. three languages. Um, he's capable of interpreting. I do a little bit of ASL interpreting, but that is a whole different level. Uh, oh, yeah. You can kind of, it's a different level of interpreting. And then also, I'm pretty sure he does some things sectionally for ALJC as well. But we are more than glad to have yes, Brother Tito Ishimwe yeah. now West. Uh, completely... <laughs> officially all american tito uh, but he is doing great things for god and i know that you are going to leave this episode edified but just going straight into the topic for today we as we always do for the versus series we are going to start off talking about the definitions of the two topics that we have so just to start we have the definition of edify edify means to instruct or to improve somebody morally or to intellectually uplift and then to glorify means to praise or to worship to describe or represent as admirable especially unjustifiably so those are two things but there's a difference between uplifting and praising we can encourage each other but we can't encourage God. That's one thing. We can encourage each other, but God doesn't need our encouragement. But however, we can praise a perfect God, but we cannot praise people the same way that we praise God. All praise goes to the imperfect being, but we can't praise perf- imperfect beings like we can praise a perfect being. So just diving right into the scriptures, the first scripture we have here um, and today we're going to be using a lot more KJV. Typically, we use the NLT, but we wanted to really emphasize the word edify. And every other translation used every word but edifying. And it, there, there's good, there's good words to use instead of edifying. But I really wanted to focus on the specific vocabulary that is used in this translation. So Second Corinthians twelve. Picking up with verse 6, it says the following, For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Wow, exalted above measure. There's a measure to where you should not be passing. Verse mm-hmm. 8, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I have become a fool in glorying. Ye have compelled me, for I ought to have been commended of you. For I, for in nothing am I behind the very chiefest apostles, though I be nothing. Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in patience and signs and wonders and mighty deeds. For what is it 
wherein ye were inferior to other churches, except it be that I myself was not burdensome to you. Forgive me this wrong. Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and will not be burdensome to you. For I seek not yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. And I will gladly be I will gladly spend and be spent for you, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. But be it so, I did not burden you. Nevertheless, being crafty, I caught you with guile. Did I make a gain of you by any of them whom I sent unto you? I desire Titus, and with him I sent a brother. Did Titus gain of you? We walked not in the same spirit. Walk we not in the same spirit? Walk we not in the same steps? Again, ye that we excuse ourselves unto, we speak before God and Christ, but we do all things dearly, beloved, for your edifying. For I fear lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I would, and that I shall be found unto you such as ye would not lest there be debates, envyings, wrath, strifes, backbitings, whispering, swelling, and tumults. And lastly, verse 21. And lest when I come again, my God will humble me among you, that I should bewail many which have sinned already, and have not repented of uncleanliness and fornication and lasciviousness which they have committed. So, right here we had a lot of good ancient language we have not heard a lot of on this podcast. But... There's a lot of good things that I think were pretty easy to understand. Starting with the very beginning, it talked about how we have a measure to where we should not be exalted above. It is great to encourage people. It is great to talk about how great some of the works that we do are. But there is a certain point to where it's like, are you getting glory or is God getting the glory? And it talked about in my weakness, that's where God works the most. It's in my my shortcomings, not talking necessarily even just about sin, but it's in the recognition that I'm not able to do everything, but it's because God is with me that I'm able to do everything. And recognizing that fact opens up a big gateway. It talks about, I have become a fool in glorying. We are supposed to glory in God. And he even said, I am behind one of the chiefest apostles. He is right. one of the most important people in our doctrine as Christians. And he said, though I be nothing, I'm still nothing in comparison to God. I'm still nothing in comparison to what he did for me. Because though he was the chiefest of apostles, we can't forget that he used to be a murderer. He used to be something. And it's not by his power that he became the chiefest apostle. It's not by his power that he got revelation. It's not by his power that he got to the place where he was. And that's why when we humble ourselves, it said that I might be humbled among you. We talked multiple times. I'd rather be humble than be humbled because God's not sharing his glory. He's not sharing his glory. So it's good that you get that revelation before rather than to be humbled and God have to knock you down a couple steps for you to see that he's not going to share that glory. But there's so much in that verse that is packed in. But the real purpose of this ministry is not to glorify. It's not to be seen. It's not to do any miraculous signs. But he said, 
the purpose of me. And even another person, he mentioned Titus. He mentioned a brother who walked in the same footsteps that has the same exact spirit. And they said, do we do this for our glory? No, we do this to not only glorify God, but to edify, mm. edify you, to build you up. So we are both to exalt God's name, but we're also supposed to build his church. We are mm. called the body of Christ. So when you're edifying and you're improving and you're giving that word of God, that's exactly what you're doing. You're not glorifying people because you invest in them. All you're doing right. is making them a better servant. All you're doing mm -hmm. is making them a more effective instrument. And that's why it says iron sharpens iron. We're supposed to be working together, but we have at the end of the day, one common purpose. And that is to give God all the glory. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And as I remember, uh, there was an old song we used to sing. And as God goes up, we must de as He increases, we must decrease. And we need to make sure that we're edifying and give edification that we must go down as well. And the next scripture that we're going to be going into is Ephesians chapter four, verses eleven through sixteen. I'm going to go KJV for this as well. And it says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting, the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. When we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the, the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitfully joined together and compacted by which every joint supplieth according to the effect effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body and to the edifying of itself in love i actually um I like the nlt translation of this last scripture in 16 it says he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing and full of love. It kind of gives a better, better example and ways to understand it. But I just like that example of he put it all fits together perfectly. His whole body fits together perfectly. It all does its own special work and it helps others to grow. When we're working mm -hmm. body in Christ and we're working together, we're helping others grow because if we're not growing together, and there's part of the body that's dying and that's not good. We don't want part of the body dying. So we need to make sure we're growing and we're helping them grow. And I know I always um, have heard and my dad being over ministry for most of my life growing up, you have to help others to grow. It can't just be your ministry that's growing. We oh, want yeah. our ministry to grow. We want what we have to be the best, but we want our whole church to be best. We don't just want our whole church. We want the whole region to be the best. We want other churches. Mm -hmm. We're working together because if we're doing good, God's kingdom is doing good. We all need to work together to grow. And that is, that's just so important. And sometimes we forget that. And sometimes we're just like, well, I'm going to focus on myself. And I'm going to focus on me. And it's like, oh, yeah. well, you know, it doesn't, 
you know, I hope they're doing good, but I'm not going to make sure that they're growing and they're getting what they need. Because, you know, my ministry is going good. Why do I need to worry about their ministry? But it's so mm-hmm. important because if we grow together, we can grow and that will make it so it's even more effective because it, it may be our churches that reach people, but our church isn't going to reach all the people. We need other churches to grow as well. This is the unity that we need together. Yes, it says it's a body of Christ. And the thing is, with it being a body of Christ, I know he said you can grow or you can grow without somebody. And sometimes we can even get to a point where I'm so caught up in my ministry. I'm so oh, yeah. caught up. It's like I don't even have time to invest into other people. But what happens when your one leg grows so strong and the other leg, you become deformed. You're not you're not operating yeah. the way you're supposed to. And you're going to look weird. The church is going to look weird because mm-hmm. it's like we see all the singers up here. But where's the first impressions ministry? Where's the... And it's like, we have, you have one great thing, but the rest of it, it looks whack. This church is whack. And mm-hmm. that, that's what it comes down to. And even kind of tailoring it to disciples, like a lot of times we want to be somebody's teacher, but sometimes we forget to teach them how to teach because we mm-hmm. need to make them able. We're not supposed to be spiritual superheroes. We all have different abilities, but when we build each other up, we are building yeah. up. Like it said exactly yeah. in that vocabulary, in that last scripture, we are building up the body of Christ. So we must make sure that God gets all of the glory, but we are also encouraging. It says it's his body. So when we edify each other in the body of Christ, we're not just edifying him, but we're glorifying him because it says this is Christ's body. The church right, is Christ's right. body. So by edifying each other and being humble and investing in others and loving others more than you love yourself, you are actually not only doing the work of Christ, but you're growing the body of Christ, therefore glorifying oh, yeah. God. So we must yeah. be humble on all levels. And this is the unity that we need, yeah. but also be willing to invest in all levels so that we are growing and even training new things. You may you know, start to grow in new teeth. You know, you start to get new people into church. Are you going to just let it be deformed or are you going to just let it make the, make it have to defend on every other part of the body? Or are you going to get it to where it can stand alone on itself? Oh, yeah. Are you going to grow it to where it can learn to teach and actually contribute something and even become, uh, make it to where they can bring other things into the body? Uh, but I want to hand it over to Tito. I know we've talked a lot, but I want to just get his opinion on all the stuff we've been talking about so far. Oh, yeah. I kind of flew through that first passage. <laughs> I loved what you guys said. You guys said some some great things that I heard that were in some 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 of my notes. Um, and one of the things that I heard that connect to minds is that when it comes to edifying, it has nothing to do with us, but it has everything to do with others. It's about helping others, uplifting others. Um, uh, uh, when it comes to even ministry, it's it's not just our ministry that matters, as you guys said, but it's it's about others. It's not just about us, but it's others. And when I was going through this, I read a verse in Romans chapter uh, 15, 1 through 3. It says, we are uh, we who are strong ought to bear with the fails, failures of the with the failings. I'm sorry, failings of weak and not to please each of us should please our neighbors for their good to Amen. build them up for even Christ did not himself but as it is written the insult of those who insult the insult of those who insult you have fallen upon me the scripture is telling us that we we are strong and those are strong thus us we are strong we ought to bear for others that are weak and when i was reading this scripture 
I feel like they, they, they could be some confusion uh, when somebody reads this scripture and they feel like they have to be the strong ones at all time, always be there for their friends, always be there for others' ministry, that they'll forget about themselves. And, and what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, it's good to always be strong and be there for others, edify others, help others, build others up. But don't don't forget that you also yourself need other people. Um, when it comes, especially when it comes to ministry, people will get so frustrated and they will feel like they want to help others and help this person grow and help this other person, but they wouldn't let another person help them grow. They oh. wouldn't want to listen to another person trying to lift them up. They feel like they are the strong ones, but they don't, you know, they don't feel like they 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 need somebody else. And what the scripture is also telling us is that. We should please our neighbors for their good. The Bible says for their good, not our good, to Amen. build them up, not ourselves. And um, it, it, yeah, it's good. It feels, I don't know, it feels good to help somebody. It feels good to build somebody else. Up. And sometimes we can get caught up in the feeling and we can start doing that to please ourselves because it feels good because it makes me feel good for myself. But the Bible tells us, to build them up, not build ourselves up. So when it comes to edifying, we can't just get caught up in the feeling that we get, feeling good and feeling like we're helping somebody, but always remember that it's for them. It's to build them, not to build your ego, not to build how other people are going to look at you and say, oh, this is a great person. They help this person. They build this person up. But it's, it's for others. It's not for us. And the Bible just t- tells us that Jesus took the insults that was meant for us. And let me tell you, when he was on that cross, he wasn't thinking about himself. When he was getting all those insults, he wasn't thinking about themselves, but he was thinking about us. And that's what it comes to. When we are trying to help other people, edifying others, we shouldn't be thinking about ourselves, but we should be thinking about those that we are helping, Please. those that we are trying to edify. And what, what I'm trying to say throughout this verse is that it's okay to lean on to your brother. It's okay to lean on to your sister. You don't always have to feel like you're the one that has to pick up everybody's baggage. And uh, you don't have to be the one that's got to be the strong chair that everybody's got to lean on to all the time. But don't forget about yourself, okay? Don't forget about uh, uh, saying Sister, I need you to pray for me. Brother, I need you to pray for me. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. I I need you. Edifying, it goes both ways. You got to let other people speak into your life. You know, you got to let other people build you up. You cannot be, you can even look it up. Some of the strongest buildings or some of the greatest things ever been built did not build themselves. But there were other people involved in that. And that's even when it comes to us. Oh, wow. If you want a great ministry, if you wanna if you wanna be a great preacher, a great singer, a great whatever that God has called you to be, you cannot build yourself up to that. You gotta need other people to help you. You gotta need other people to speak into your life. So as we are talking edifying, I I don't want anybody to just get mixed up and thinking about oh, I gotta I gotta help those and I gotta help them and I gotta help them. I gotta speak into their life. I gotta build their ministry up. Who's gonna build your ministry? You gotta let other people uh speak into your life. And um I love the verse uh, that says that his grace is 
sufficient ought to be. And sometimes when it comes to edifying and lifting other people up, we are humans. And I know I'm talking for too long, but we are humans. You are and we make mistakes. Trust me. I, I, I caught myself sometimes where I'm trying to help a brother or help a sister out. And I'll have a thought come in my mind. See, that's my weakness. I'm a human. But the Bible tells us that his grace is sufficient. Even in those moments we are struggling, God is saying, my grace is made perfect. My grace is made perfect in your, in your weakness. Um, when, when we mess up like that, it's okay. We are part, it's, 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 a, it's a part of nature. It's a part of human. It's okay if, if you, you're, you feel like you just can't stay there. You know what I'm saying? You just can't let that thought stay in your mind where now you start, now you start helping other people just because you feel like it's good for yourself. When you mess up, it's okay. You gotta, you gotta move on, move on, move past that, and start thinking about them instead of thinking about yourself. And um, I just loved this topic about edifying. And um, I know I learned some things when I was when I was uh, preparing uh, for this. I learned some things that I was like, oh wow, that's that, that's talking to me. That's talking to myself. Oh, I, I need a brother. I need a sister. I need people to speak into my life. I can't be. I can't be just be speaking to other people's lives. And Amen. that's that. That's what it's all about. Um, they just don't get it messed up where you feel like you you have to edify people at all times. You gotta you gotta let other people also uh, speak to you. Um, and yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of times we can get into a place where we think this is like. You know, like he was saying, like, you got to be Superman. You got to, you are not Jesus. You are mm. not God. Mm -hmm. That's why it says yeah. he gets the glory because he don't need us. All he needs us to do, all he asks, really, because he doesn't need you to do this. But all he asks from you is for you to praise his name and give credit to where credit is due. But as for us, we have Jesus inside of us, but we not Jesus. That means oh, yeah. we need help. And sometimes we need that wise counsel. Sometimes we need that. And the thing is, you wanting, to, you asking for help is not a selfish thing. Because oh, yeah. how can you help others when you are broken yourself? That's like trying to get a log out of somebody's eyes when, or a bean, like a little speck out of somebody's eyes when you have a whole log and clump of stuff in your eye. Like you can't help anybody else if your vision is not right. You can't help somebody else if you're broken down and you got to cast on yourself. But mm -hmm. it's, it's actually, it's not a selfish thing. It's actually a, a, a thing about humility because the thing is when you, when you start thinking that, Oh, I'm so good and I, I'm so good that I don't need help, but I can, I can build everybody up, but I don't need your help. Actually, I just helped you. I I just help build you up so i don't really need to hear what you have to say back to me i just i just helped you you remember when you just fell yeah i just helped you so why don't you sit over there for a second i'm good and i'm building everybody up no that's a prideful place to be that's a prideful that's place. Right. And you may not say that but a lot of times that's what we mean when we're like mm -hmm. you don't want to let somebody in really a lot of times it's going to come from somewhere we think it's even foolish. A lot of times it's where it's that, that place, that person even in our life that is like, man, they kind of dumb. Like if I'm being real, like I kind of, I don't really care for them. God might use that person to point out one of your flaws. God might yeah. use that person, even somebody that we may think is a hater. And, you know, mm -hmm. maybe they are, but it might be highlighting something that we need to fix. It might be highlighting something. So we need to make sure that we don't get caught up in pride. And then the other point I really love he said is don't 
don't get caught up in almost using others. Like don't don't edify some other somebody else for your sake. It's supposed to be showing love. You're not edifying to build your spiritual resume. Like mm. I built this person and look at him now. I built that person and look at him now. Now, of course, you know, that could just be a testimony of what it means to share, you know, the love of Christ. But it's not mm-hmm. for you. If you are getting oh, yeah. the glory and stealing it from God, then that defeated the entire purpose. Mm-hmm. Same thing when we, t- if you talk about even fasting, if you want to get the glory out of that and you're not giving God the glory out of that, then you ruin the whole point. So when we do things for our glory and not for God's glory, whether that be singing, whether that be preaching, whether that be cleaning the toilet, whether that be anything in the church, if you are not doing it, God, you might as well not do it at all. That's right. But just moving on to the next scripture we have here, the only scripture I think we have here in the NLT for today, and that is 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 11. And picking up with the first verse, it says, yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into this world and we can't take anything else with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. But you, Timothy, are a man of God, so run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness and a godly life, along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. This right here, I know it kind of talked about money, but a lot of times we can get caught up in different things with ministry. We're in it for the wrong reason. So many mm-hmm. people, they might make a YouTube channel. They may have a church and they start getting caught up in greed. It talked about that. We start getting caught up in greed. How does this help me? By you focusing on helping you, it takes all the glory away from God. It takes all the help that you're supposed to be providing from other people. And it does. there is scripture out there that talks about even a prideful person that can be used to still glorify God. You might be a prideful person and you may be able to reach and sow into somebody something good. But at the end of the day, if you're not giving God the glory, you're going to end up somewhere worse. You're, you, could, you could literally preach. You could cast demons out of people. You can heal people and end up in hell. You can end up in hell. And somebody could do none of that and end up in heaven. And why is that? Mm-hmm. Because you had the mindset wrong from the beginning. If mm-hmm. you are focused on the things of this world, it said we came in here with nothing. The things we get here, like we didn't do nothing to get where we were. Even our parents had to help us, not even talking about God. Our parents had to help us. There's other people who help get us to where we are. So we did, we, we can do something. Like I'm not saying that everything you do is just pointless that's not what i'm saying at all but we didn't bring anything with us we didn't we didn't do anything to get where we are and we can't take any of it out with us because at the end of the day we're trying to get into heaven so if you lose sight of that you've lost sight of the true purpose all glory is supposed to go to god so we need to make sure that we are pursuing that righteous that godly life living a life of faith love and perseverance and making sure that we do not get distracted by things of greed, that we don't fall into the temptation of a harmful desire, a selfish desire that leads to what it says in this verse, destruction. If you want, if you get caught up in pride, if you get caught up in things that are for you 
and not for the edification of the church, that are not things of love of the Christ, that are not for the showing the love of Christ, mm-hmm. then that sets you up for failure. It says straight up that sets you up for destruction. So make sure you have that mindset that you don't have any distractions that are selfish distractions, but make sure that you always have your mind set on things of God. Absolutely. I think that's so important. And going back to what you said earlier, I know there's been um, times in my life where someone has spoken to me. And like you said, they, they, you think, well, who are they to say this to me? And I know there was a time in my life where somebody spoke something to me. It was something I had gone through and they were telling me how to get through this thing. And if you do this, you know, because of what happened to you, you can do this. And I, and I, I rejected that word from God because I thought I was rejecting them. I told myself I was rejecting what they said, because you know, what? who are they to tell me anything? What do they know, right? And so I rejected them, but in turn I was rejecting God because so many times we say, oh, I'm gonna just push them out the way because it's them. But if God's using them, who are we to say, well, you know what, they don't deserve it. So many times people in the Bible, I mean, look, look through it. Who can we find in the Bible that didn't sin? Very, Jesus didn't sin. Jesus didn't sin, that was it. Everybody else made mistakes. Everybody else had their times where they did something wrong. And we need to make sure that we are not standing in the way of what God's doing through somebody. Because God can use somebody that doesn't, isn't living for him. He can use them. So we need to make sure that we're not rejecting him. Because times, like you said, when you do that, where you're like, wow, who are they to say this? So they're kind of, you know, they're who are they? Like, they're not very smart. How do they know this? But we can't reject God just because of what we think of them. Because we're not rejecting them, we're rejecting God. And that's so that's so vital and important and to make sure that we do not reject God through them. And then another thing that you said you said was so important is showing the love of Christ. That is so important. And in my life, my dad has always said, growing up in children's ministry, you need to show the life of Christ to these kids. It's a thing he says at every meeting, everything like that. And uh, working in children's ministry, I know Brother Tito, you said you worked in there. And sometimes it's not always, you don't always get a pat on the back. Like, hey, you worked in kids ministry. Good job today. You know, sometimes you just do that. And it's not like a kid's going to give you a standing ovation for a lesson you taught, maybe. Maybe they're not going to say, well, that was so profound what you said. But you're doing something that you won't get something or something like that. There's so many other ministries. But from my personal experience, when you show the love of Christ to people that can't do anything for you is something that is so fulfilling for God that is so hard for us to do. Because when you do something like serve in the kids ministry, do van ministry, things like ministries like that, you're not always seen and maybe people don't see you, but something like that where you don't get the edification. Maybe people aren't like, wow, look at you, but you're doing it because you want to show that love of Christ is so important to the growth of the kingdom, but it really does something to you if you let it. It'll do something to you. And in your heart, it'll change you in ways like where you're not doing it for people to see you, but you're doing it for God. And it grows a greater relationship with you and God if you really sit down and focus on that. Yeah, I love uh, I love what Brother Armani said uh, about uh, you can be a, a great preacher. You can do all these things, but you still will make it to heaven because it, it's not about titles. It's it's not about uh, I'm a preacher or, or I have 
have this many churches or I'm, I'm over all this. It's not about that. It's about glorifying God, as you guys said, um, because the Bible says what, what it, I know I'm probably going to butcher this scripture. What it profit, profit a man to, to uh, gain the whole world, but lose his soul. That's and right. so That's many right. people are, are like chasing the things that are world uh, like, like titles, um, believe it or not, titles, if you care about titles, if you care about uh, being the title, the youth pastor, the pastor, the kids ministry, whatever that you are involved in your church, and you care more about the title than the actual ministry, uh, that's, that's of the world. The title is of the world. It, it's not of God, it's of the world. If you care about the titles, that is just of the world. And you can gain as many titles as you want, but what would it profit? Prof, I know I'm getting this wrong, but what would it gain? I'm start using the word gain because ah, the word ain't working out. What <laughs> What are you gonna gain if if you gain all these titles in this world, but you lose your soul? All those work mm -hmm. that you put into it, 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 you're not gonna gain anything from it if you're not glorifying God. If your ministry is not glorifying God, and you know it. And that's the thing about us. We can know it. We can be over a ministry, and we know that we're using it not to glorify God. We we know it. Don't ever don't ever complain. You saying that you don't know it. Oh, I didn't know that. No, you know it deep down. When you're using your title or or something or ministry or something for your own glory, you know it deep down in your heart. So what, what I'm trying to say is we can't get caught up in those things. We can't caught up, get caught up in getting the glory off the titles, getting the glory off the ministry, getting the glory off what we do in our church or, or how many people we reach out to or how many people we lift, getting the glory from that. We can't get caught up in that or we're going to lose our soul. We're going to lose what actually matters that is our soul. Um, yeah, I love that you're helping your friend out. I love that you're involved in your ministry. But if you're doing it for the wrong reason, uh, you're, you're going to lose your soul, which is the only thing that matters. At the end of the day, yeah, I want to take as many people as I can to heaven. But at the end of the day, if I don't get myself to heaven, what did I do? If I, if I try to reach as many people as I can, but deep down I know I'm doing it for my glory, so that people can say, oh, look at Tito, man. He got this many people baptized. Oh, my gosh, Tito is a, a blah, 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 blah. And I'm feeding off that. Mm. At the end of the day, if I don't make it to heaven, then what was all that for? If I don't make it to heaven, then what was that for? And and I'm, I'm going to say it again. Yeah, it matters to reach out for people. It matters to 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 take as many people as you want to heaven. But you, can't, you, you just can't get caught up in in gaining off the, the, the glory of what other people are saying because at the end of the day if you're receiving glory off of that and you know it and, and I know if somebody hears this and, and they're going to know it they're going to know it that they're gaining off what they shouldn't do you're gaining glory off what you shouldn't do and you know it deep down in your heart if you hear this you know it I'm trying to tell you at the end of the day, getting that glory is not going to matter because you're going to lose your soul. If you get, keep going down that road where you're just getting the glory of what God should be getting the glory, we shouldn't be getting the glory of our ministry, but God should be the one that's getting the glory of our ministry. It's all 
for God. It's all for his kingdom. It's not for us. It's all for his kingdom. So if anybody is getting off the glory, off glory off what you are doing, you can't you can't get caught up in that. You gotta start you gotta start glorifying God because that ministry is for God. It's not yours, it's for God. Amen. And this I was just looking up to heaven. Like I'm like, man, this is this is such a good work. Cause this this actually just dropped in my mind. This is uh, it's nowhere near my notes or anything like that. But you know, as I'm thinking about the word edifying, I even have thought about, you know, building people up and stuff like that. But when you aren't edifying people, when you aren't edifying the body of Christ and you're not glorifying God, then what are you building then? Because we 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 are supposed to be building stuff. You're building your own kingdom. You're building somebody else's kingdom. So when the Lord comes back to destroy every other kingdom because you're not a part of it, you're gone. You're done for. When you get caught up in your own selfishness and you built your own little pyramid, when God comes back, burnt up, you're left. And, you know, just another another scripture that says the exact same thing as one I read earlier, getting caught up with money. Maybe it's not even that you get caught up in pride. First Timothy three and six and seven, it says a church leader must not be a new believer. Why not a new believer? Because they haven't gotten all the things instilled yet. That doesn't mean they can't become a leader. It just means that they can't be a uh, leader yet. Why? Because they might become proud and the devil will cause them to fall because they're not aware of the fact that I can get caught up in pride. They must not be out. Also, people outside the church must speak well of them or else they will fall. They will get disgraced and they'll fall into the devil's trap. Why would they fall into the devil's trap at such a young age? It's because... When you are new in Christ, you haven't gotten those values instilled in you yet. It takes a little bit of time of edifying, getting your pride taken down a couple notches and being humble enough to be built up. That's the thing. When you go down, that makes people able to build you up. But when your neck is up so high, you can't let people build you up. But when you're when you are humble enough to let other people build you up, that's the thing. People get so caught up in being prideful that they don't realize that that's as far as they're going to get. But when you're humble, you allow not only God, but other people to edify. And that's why we need to make sure that we don't get caught up in building anything else or doing things by ourselves. But we need to give that glory to God. So we 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 stay in the kingdom and don't make our own. But I'm going to hand this over to Elijah as we go on. Amen, amen, amen. This is some powerful words that we spoken to us today. And uh, we're going to go to the next set of scriptures. 1 Corinthians 10, 22, to 22 through 24. What? Do you dare rouse the Lord's jealousy? Do you think we are stronger than he is? You say, I am allowed to do anything. But not everything is good for you. You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Don't be concerned for your own good, for the good of others. And in the KJV, it uses some other words. It says in 23, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. So he uses the word edify in the KJV. I love the KJV. So many times we want to use that other translations. It's really good to use for a podcast. But that KJV version is so 
important. She talks about the edifying and uses those words that are so powerful. And in this context, what they're talking about is the abuse of communion. You know, they're, they're talking about there's, there's a principle, but there's a principle here that is bigger than just that. When we have the wrong mindset, we can easily take away the glory of God like we've already spoken about. When we aren't living right, and when we say, well, you know what it's about us, we can easily take that focus off of God and put it in our, on ourselves. And I think it is so important. And actually, I remember uh, there was a preacher that came just a few years ago to our church and they said, what happens when you preach a sermon and everybody tells you you did a great job and you're sitting there and you're proud? He said, what I do, I go and I go away. And when I leave the church, I say, God, everything that was said to me, I'm giving it all to you because all the glory is yours because you gave me this word. This wasn't a word from me. This is a word from you. And I think that was so beautiful the way he expressed us, that to us that were there when he was telling us this, that we need to make sure that we do not get the glory, but we give the glory to God. When we have that wrong mindset that says, well, you know what? I did do good, or this is for me. We're taking that away. It's not just like, oh, we're receiving some nice words, but whatever we're receiving, we're taking away from God. And we need to make sure that we're not taking that off of God because God truly deserves all the glory in the world. We cannot express all the glory to God. If we sat here now and just gave God the glory until we died, it would not be enough glory to give that God truly deserves. We cannot give him everything that he deserves. But when we get that stuff, we need to make sure we give it to God. Any moment we have that we can give glory to God, we need to make sure that we give him the true glory that he deserves. Yes, I just really love everything you said right there. And even just going back to what this scripture is talking about. In the context, they were talking about communion. So what what exactly was happening? If you don't know what communion is and you, you're not familiar with many of these Christianese words as some people would call it, communion is, you know, where you're taking basically the Passover in honor of Jesus Christ. This is my body, the bread, you know, the wine of the covenant. But what they were doing was being gluttons they were being a whole they were having a whole feast and some people didn't even get anything and how many times do we do that with our ministry or with different ministries when we turn something that's supposed to glorify god into something that we are looking for our best interest and what happens with that in this context in the communion context when they ate all this stuff and they were being selfish and trying to feed them on self their own self self this communion that was supposed to be for god and remembrance of god but they were trying to get full some people didn't even get to eat. Some people didn't even get, they went hungry because you were so focused on yourself. So instead of edifying the church, you starved part of the church. And instead of glorifying God, you took it all away. That's exactly what happens anytime we shift the glory from God and take it to ourselves. And no, there's nothing wrong with somebody even edifying you. There's nothing wrong with somebody complimenting you. That's not the problem. It's what your mindset is when you do that. What do you do when that happens? That means, oh, if they thought this of me, first of all, give credit to God. Say glory to God. This is God gets the glory out of this. But secondly, it's like if they thought this of me, then what should we think of God? Because God is the one that put me in this position. I didn't do anything to get here. So make sure all that glory goes to God.
I don't know if Tito has anything to say. I think he was typing. That's something. good. <laughs> That's good. I loved. I loved the way you just said that. Um, instead of them uh, feeding the church, they were starving the church uh, because they kept it to themselves. And and when you said that, that just thought came to my mind that sometimes we can get up, we can get caught up in in like um, also receiving all the. Uh, edifying from other people other people helping us and other people lifting us up and uh, and that there's somebody that's waiting for you uh, to lift them up and as you said instead of like reaching out to them and lifting them up we are holding all that to ourselves just like the you said that they were starving they were instead of uh, feeding the church they, were, they started starving the church that there's somebody is waiting for you to to uplift them that's what i'm trying to say that there's somebody that's waiting for you to build them up there's somebody that's waiting for you to speak to speak into their lives but when you choose to keep that to yourself instead of reaching out to them they miss out their blessing they miss out what could have helped them they miss out what could have helped them grow um there's some things that we're keeping from others when we choose not to lift them up, when we choose not to help and reach them out. And I just love what you said. But back to the to the scripture that you guys had just read, First uh, Corinthians ten twenty two, that said, uh, "Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than He? All the things are lawful, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify not." And when I was reading this. It, the Bible says that God is a jealous God. The, the, this was a question. It says, do we provoke God to jealousy? He just answered you. So the Bible tells us God is a jealous God. And it's not that we are stronger than him, but it's because our praise and worship means that much to him. God is, is not going to be pleased by you not glorifying him. God is not going to be pleased by you glorify yourself instead of glorify him. It's not that you are stronger than him. No, it's because he wants that praise. He wants you to glorify uh, him. Yeah, but everything belongs to God. Anything that we, we have or own in this world, it doesn't belong to us. And when we choose to keep all that to ourselves instead of glorify and edifying God, he... He's not pleased, and that's what the Bible says. Do we prove God to jealousy? Yeah, we do it when we do it like that. When we choose to not glorify Him, but keep all that praise, all that worship into ourselves, we're provoking Him to jealousy. He is a jealous God, believe it or not. It's not that you're stronger than Him. It's not that you're bigger than Him. No, it's because He wants that worship. He wants that praise. He wants you to glorify Him because you, He created you. Um, and I, I thought about this in class, and and then um, I was like, what if I take something that belongs to me, right, and I give it to somebody, and then now I want that person to give it back to me. And that's what it is when it comes to God. He gave us life, and what he expects us to do is just worship him and praise him. And when we, when we choose to keep hold on to ourselves, he's not happy because that praise, that, that doesn't belong to us. That life that we have, the breath that we have, it doesn't belong to us. That's why we like glorify our all time. And I love talking about glorifying and praising God because you have no reason not to. There's literally no reason for you not to glorify God. When it comes to glorifying God, it's it's not something that we choose to do. 
it's something that we're supposed to do. Um, mm. But yeah, the, that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what I had about that. Not what you choose to do is what you're supposed to do. That's that's what we are here for. And I, I can just kind of see God up there when we are out here taking all the credit. He's over here sitting there with the host of angels. They just shaking their head like you really thought you ate. Like you really thought you did something. And Satan's over there laughing because he's like, I just did the same thing. And you going to go where I went because that's exactly what Satan did. He took all the credit. And you know what's interesting about Satanism? Satanism if you which i don't necessarily recommend that you go to their page i actually went to their page once because i made a paper about something about god it was a christian paper i got a bloody nose as soon as i got to that page and i was like i think i just got cursed i rebuked that in the name of jesus (laughs) got right (laughs) off that page but one thing that is interesting a philosophy of satanism is not to worship satan but it's to do what you want to do do what's best for you Mm. and on the outside that almost sounds like if you didn't say it was from Satanism, you can be like, oh, well, maybe that's a Christian virtue. Maybe that's, you know, you're, you're building your own health, you know, and it, it's not that you can't look out for your own health, but when you do what you want to do, you took all the glory away from God. And that philosophy, if you really think about it, that's exactly what Satan did. And that's exactly why he got kicked out of heaven. He doesn't need you to worship him. That's what Satan, like, I mean, you can worship him. But that's not really what his goal is. All he needs to do is get you to not worship God, and he knows he's hurting mm-hmm. God's feelings. No, he doesn't actually have power over God. But he has, he, what he is able to do is tempt us to be able to test God. He can tempt us to be able to hurt God's feelings. No, we, we don't actually hurt him. And at the end of the day, it ends up working out for our bad. What was supposed to work out for our good because we didn't show that love to God through obedience. One of the most basic things we can do to be obedient is to praise him. And when we don't do that, then that just sets us up for failure. And just going into that last scripture, um, this is actually kind of getting to something a little more spiritual. Um, in 1 Corinthians 14, 25, it's talking about spiritual gifts. And it's talking about the difference between speaking in tongues and prophesying. So picking up in verse 25, it says, And thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest. So falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. Um. And just in that section right there, it's talking about the difference between speaking in tongues and prophesying. So these two gifts are different. We all have different gifts, but in our gifts, we should seek to edify the church and edify Mm. other people in everything that we do. It's good to edify yourself. That's what actually happens when you're speaking in tongues. It says it edifies yourself. You see, there's nothing wrong with yourself being edified. There's nothing wrong with you being glorified when it feeds your pride. But if you're building yourself up and you're allowing God, really, you're not building yourself up when you speak in tongues. That's God building you up. And when you allow other people to build you up, the only purpose why you're getting built is to be more effective when you're building up God and glorifying God's kingdom, building up God's kingdom and glorifying him. And just continuing at verse 26, it said, how is it, brethren, when you come together, every one of you hath a song, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. Let all of these Mm. things be done unto edifying. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two or three that interpret and let one interpret. So this is talking about the gift of tongues. And there's there's a big debate about, oh, so if you don't have an interpreter, you can't speak in tongues. No, that's not, I'll sum up that conversation in a second. There's a gift of faith. There's a gift of wisdom. There's a gift of knowledge. There's a gift of all these things. We're all supposed to have that, but there's a difference when you're using it to edify. There's a difference when you get a knowledge of insight, which means, oh, 
I've, this even happened with me. There's one time when God dropped on me and this, they literally said, this person is doing witchcraft. And it turned out to be true. And it's like, I didn't know that God gave me that knowledge. So that doesn't mean that because you don't have God speaking to you, a specific fact of knowledge about somebody. That doesn't mean you don't have knowledge. Everybody has, can have knowledge. Everybody's supposed to have faith. That doesn't mean you have the gift of faith. So this is what that's talking about. But it also talks about prophecy. We all are supposed to be like Ezekiel. We've talked about this. You know, we all are supposed to be in the will of God and do what he commands us to say. Say what he commands us to say. That doesn't mean, you know, you're going to tell the future. That's not always what it means. So we need to make sure that when God gives us a gift, that we are doing it to edify his church, which is his body, and to glorify his name. And this can even go into something else. What you say matters. There's life and death and the power of the tongue. And to be Christ-like is to speak like Christ did. Ephesians 4 and 29 says, let no corrupt communication, none proceed from out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Everything that you say matters. Not only do you hear it, but also the spirit world hears that. So when you say stuff and you're using your gift, you need to make sure that, oh, I'm prophet, apostle, Amani Akins, and I'm blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, when you do all that, you look stupid to God because it's like, okay, and you did what? Absolutely nothing, and you're still not making it into heaven. No, you, you, it's like you're building yourself up. You, you lost the whole purpose of being a prophet. You lost the whole purpose of being an apostle. But we need to make sure that when we do things for God and God gives us a gift, maybe it's not even a spiritual gift. Maybe you have a gift to sing. Maybe you have a gift to encourage other people. We need to make sure that every Every single thing we do, everything that we say is for the glory of God. When we are in his kingdom, when we're discipling, when we're doing anything for God, we need to make sure it's all going to him and nobody else. I love uh, what you just said. And that last scripture, Ephesians 4 and 29, man, when I read this scripture, it says, let, I, he just read it, let no corrupt communication proceeded out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers listen to me but nobody nobody want to hear you uh how you much you don't like them uh imagine walking to somebody's face and just letting telling them oh i don't like you uh blah, blah, blah. i don't like how you do stuff like this la 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 if something is not going to lift them up if something is not going to help them up just don't let it come out of your mouth because that's what the enemy wants he wants us to tear each other down instead of building each other up and that's what the, he wants to separate the church if he can keep brothers fighting then he, he got nobody fighting against him if he got a church if he let's say there's a church that's in unity that's in together that love each other, uh, that, that edify each other, and then the, the enemy gets in between them and he just start, starts uh, um, letting things out between them and they start fighting against each other, then there's no church that's fighting against him. And that's what he does. He wants to use, as you said, you, you read it earlier, uh, there is uh, the power of life and death out of in a tongue. And uh, believe it or not, what you say to somebody matters 
what you say to them matters. So why tear somebody down? Why talk bad about somebody when you have a chance to lift them up? Why you have a chance to let, uh, help them? Um, and this goes with the whole topic that we've been saying, uplifting others and, and helping and building others up. If you don't have anything good to say to say to a brother, to say to a sister, just don't say anything at all. Because when you open that mouth, when you start talking, when uh, it's not good, there's a wall that's gonna come out, and you guys gonna be fighting each other. And if you have a rock throwing at your brother, then what are you gonna use to throw at the devil? Uh, that's what he's gonna hit. And then mm. he he's, he just you give him when you're. Let's say the enemy is behind me, right? And I'm fighting against him. And he turns me around and gets me to talk bad about my brother to his face. And we start bickering and we start fighting each other instead of building each other. That I'm not, I'm not, I'm not turning against him to fight him no more. But I'm turning against my brother and I'm fighting against my brother. I'm fighting against my brother, my youth group, my sister, my youth group, my brother in church. We can't do that. We can't let the enemy use our tongue, use our mouth to destroy each other, to destroy the church when we can use it for life instead of death. And I just, I love that last scripture. It just spoke to me when I was, because uh, believe it or not, we're humans. And uh, as much as I love to sit here and tell you guys that I've, I've never talked bad about somebody or, or I'm, I'm, I'm a perfect child, I've never been uh, in an argument with a brother. No, that's not right. There's sometimes I'll mess up, but the scripture is ministering to me, Sterling, it, it, it keeps reminding me. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't fight your brother. Don't fight with, don't talk bad, but edify them. Let everything that comes out of your mouth be to a lift and to edify somebody. And I just want to encourage somebody because I know we're probably getting to an end that um, when it comes to edifying, uh, use whatever you have to build somebody up. Don't, Don't use it to tear somebody down. It's easy. It's easy to tear somebody down. But it, it, it's it's also easy to build them up, believe it or not. It's also easy to build them up. But let me tell you, it's a lot quicker to destroy somebody than it is to build them up. It is. Trust me. You can say one thing to a brother to get them to dislike you easily, but it might take a couple of tries to get them to, 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 to like you. Uh, I'm saying, you don't spend your whole life just tearing a brother down. Uh, when you can just spend it building a brother up, building a sister up. And I know I kind of got off topic on that, but that's all I had. No, that is so good. Absolutely, man. I love what you said there. If you're throwing a rock at your brother, who, what are you going to throw at the devil? Man, that was so powerful. And we, we've had some words spoken today. And I think you can leave here today with some words of, from God that we know that you heard from God to today for what we've spoken here today. Brother, Tito, could you finish us off in prayer? Uh, yes, yes. Let's all go uh, by our heads and just pray. Lord Jesus, uh, we're thankful for you. We're thankful for what you have in store for this uh, podcast. We're thankful for this ministry that you have started through Brother Mani and, and bro- Brother Elijah. God, I pray, Lord, that you, you continue using them, God, uh, for your glory, God, and continue using them, God, to reach other people and build each other up. 
up and build this generation that desperately needs you. God, I pray, Lord, that you give them the strength, God, to continue this ministry. And not only that, God, but let there be blessings, God. Let this ministry grow, God. Let this ministry reach the world and reach every young person, God. Let this ministry birth souls, God, and use it all for your glory, Jesus. We thank you, God, for every word that was spoken today, God. We thank you for everything that we heard today, God. And we believe that this this word that has been spoken here is going to touch a soul. It's going to touch somebody, God. And it's all for your glory, God. And as we get to the end, Lord, I pray that you just continue strengthening us, God. Help us, Lord, to not get stuck in edifying ourselves and, 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 and taking all the glory. But help us, Lord, to build each other up, God. Help us, Lord, to uplift each other up. And not only that, God, but help us to know that it's all for your glory, that it has nothing to do with us, God, but it has everything to do with you, oh Lord. I pray, Lord, that everybody hears this word, be touched by you, God, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And we thank everybody so much for listening to this podcast. And this is our third Verses series. And I know we have, I don't know, I think we have like eight or nine more planned. And we love doing this topic and bringing somebody in to get some other perspectives to give you what God has spoken. And like Brother Tito said, we're all learning something from this. We go through this and we write down the topics and we're like, okay, now we have to find out what we can find out about this. And we go and we search and we learn so much stuff. And we're learning with you guys and we're thankful for everything every listener and we know that you're out there we're thankful because we know we're growing every time me and Amani keep looking it's some someone news listening and we're so thankful for all of you we want to say god bless god bless thank you so much for listening like you said god bless